Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast of Venture Church in South Mississippi. Find out more about us at VentureChurch.org. Hey, happy Independence Day, and let me say there are some crazy things going on in our country. Uh, if you've not noticed, we have a pandemic uh, that's just shut everything down. There's all kinds of things going on with regard to race that we're all dealing with. Change the state flag, praise the Lord for that. Uh, your tornadoes, I mean, you just keep going down the line, the economic uncertainty. I found out this week that there's also a new strain of swine flu uh, coming out from our friends in China. And, and here we go, and you're going, what in the world is going on? What does it all mean? Well, I think it means it's time to set the sail, uh, that the winds of change are coming, that the Spirit of God is moving in powerful ways, and we need to prepare our hearts. Uh, we need to prepare ourselves as a church because God is doing some new things. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 2, if you know how the Spirit came on the church uh, they were all together in a room, and there was a violent wind that came, uh, a wind here again symbolizing the Spirit of God coming. Uh, John chapter 3, when he's talking to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is asking, how in the world can a person be born again? He says, hey, it's about the wind. Uh, it, it's about the movement, and you can't really know where it's coming from or where it's going, but that's what it looks like when the Spirit of God comes and people are changed. Now, uh, this is a, a season of spiritual awakening, and I, God kind of woke me up on this this week, changed my sermon, uh, because here's one thing that I'm coming to realize about God moving in a unique way, and that is when God moves spiritually, uh, we change socially. And a lot of times we get that backwards. We think, oh, we're changing socially, so it's going to affect the church. No, no, when, when change happens spiritually, uh, it changes us with regard to social things and our culture, and, and there's a history to this. And I, I don't want to go back too far and spend too much time on it, but if you look at spiritual movements and spiritual awakenings, you go all the way back to the 1500s and the Protestant Reformation, when you see all that was happening there with Luther and Zwingli and all those guys, and then all of a sudden there is a spiritual awakening in Europe. And when that happens, people are saying, hey, we, we want to know more about God. You know, the Bible, uh, the King James Version, wasn't even put into English until the 1600s. And people all of a sudden were reading the Bible, and they were getting excited about their faith, and they were trying to escape uh, all the things that were going on in Europe so that they could worship freely so they came to America. And you're thinking, wow, here they go. And then the 1700s, another spiritual awakening happened. And thousands and thousands of colonists were getting saved, and the gospel was flowing, and then we celebrate our independence in 1776. And then, then as things move westward, and you got to remember when this all started, westward was Kentucky. So in Kentucky, they were having these camp meetings, and thousands of people were getting saved again. And one of those people that was at the camp meetings was a long, lanky, lanky guy, uh, a lawyer by the name of Abraham Lincoln. And, and you see God moving and the winds of change that are happening. And, and then you get into the Civil War. And then right at the Civil War, there's another awakening. Because in New York, in the stock exchange, there was this crash in the stock market and people began to pray. And they say, history says that 50,000 people a week for several weeks 
came to know the Lord because of all that was going on in the country and the winds of change, God was moving in such a way that it was changing our culture. And then you get into the 1960s. If you know anything about history in the 60s, it was turbulent. Uh, there was all kinds of race riots. We had the Vietnam War. You had the Cuban Missile Crisis. And in that season, the Jesus movement took root. And when you sing the songs that you're singing today in the contemporary music and the different paradigms, it all came out of the 60s during a turbulent time where people were saying, where is God? The wind was blowing. The spirit was moving. And the people who understood the power of setting the sail got to experience the movement of God. Now, I did the math on this, and about every 60 to 70 years, uh, God does something special in, in, in our world, and, and that's what he's doing now. I kind of did the numbers back in the 1960s. If you kind of push it forward the 2020s and where we're headed in the future, God's doing a new thing. God's moving in a powerful way, and the Spirit of God is moving. The winds of change are coming, and, and God is calling us to set the sail to get ready for a brand new day where God's doing something like we've never seen before. And here's the second thing. Before a nation is changed, individuals must be changed. Now, now, now don't let that just kind of race off and think of some other individuals. I'm talking about people like you and me. And so today I want to look at a guy who, who was a racist, okay? He was a racist preacher. And God had to change his heart before he could change a whole nation. Because in this story today, you're, you're going to hear about the greatest national revival in the history of the world. And I think there's some principles that we can unpack. And I want it to be very personal to you. I, I want you to kind of think, well, where do I fit in the story? How does this work with me? Because, because Jonah was a man who hated the Ninevites. He, he didn't want to see them have mercy. He wanted them to get justice. So, so before I roll into Jonah and I read Jonah chapter 1, let me ask you, who is it in your life? Who are the kinds of people you're like, hey, they need justice? I mean, God needs to show up in their life and do something in their life because, hey, they deserve God. Because you're going to find that God has... A deep heart for every single human being and when you understand what God is doing in this in this new time and the where the wind is blowing and you begin to set your sail God can take you to a new level to a place that you've never been before Jonah chapter 1 the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai go to that great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish, he went down to Joppa. He found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and he sailed to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. And all the sailors were afraid and they cried out to their own God. And they threw the cargo over into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below the deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. And the captain went and got him up and said, how can you sleep? Go call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of it and we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let's cast lots and find out who's responsible for this calamity. And they cast lots and the lot, of course, fell on Jonah. 
And so they ask him to give his testimony. Tell us who's responsible for making this trouble for us. What do you do? Where'd you come from? Where's your country? What do your people do? He said, I'm a Hebrew. I worship the Lord. He's the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. And this terrified them. It terrified me too. And they asked, what have you done? They already knew he was running from the Lord because he had told them so. And the sea was getting rougher and rougher. And he asked them, what should we do to make the sea calm down for us? And he said, well, pick me up and throw me into the sea. It'll be calm. For I know it's my fault. This great storm has come upon you. And instead, the men did their best to row back to the land. And they, they, but they could not, for the sea grew. The wind grew wilder than before because God was sending a change. And they cried out to the Lord, Oh, Lord, please don't let us die for taking this man's life. Don't hold us to accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, O oh Lord... You, Jehovah, listen, they've gotten saved. You do as you please. They took John, threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. And at this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord. They're worshiping God. They're making vows to God. And God provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, poor fish. He said, what does all that mean? Well, well, the same thing that's happening in Jonah's day in the wind blowing is happening to us right now. And the word of the Lord is coming to you. And God is saying to you like he's saying to Jonah, go. Go and share. Go and love. Go and help. Go go and see a need and meet a need. You you say, well, wait a minute. That was the Old Testament with Jonah. We're in the New Testament. Do you realize in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says that the spirit of God, when it comes upon you, you shall go and be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. He's saying all nations, all people, all colors, all creeds. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. He says, therefore, go. And make disciples of all nations, all peoples, people unlike you, people you don't like. And the word of the Lord is coming to you. In this season, in this time, he's saying, go. G-O, go. And Jonah says, no. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. I I, I, I want justice for those people. I I don't want those people to get off. I know, God, you're a gracious God. You're a kind God. You're a loving God. You're a merciful God. And and if I go over and tell them about you, they're going to get saved. I don't want them to get saved. I want them to get justice. Isn't it funny how we want justice for other people, but we want mercy for ourselves? Isn't it amazing how we judge other people based on their actions and we judge ourselves based on like like our motives and saying, hey, well, we're trying to do the right thing. My intentions are good. See, Jonah was a racist. Jonah was looking down on another, another group of people. That's what it means to be a racist. When you look down on someone else based on, based on their color or their creed or, or their career or their class, you've become a racist. And Jonah says, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. And God is so good. I mean, when you say no to God, I mean, like, like it doesn't make sense to say no, Lord, by the way. And, uh, but, but when you say no to God and God's told you something, you know he's told you something, it, it's best to kind of respond because he's not going to let go of that. He's not going to go back and go, well, okay, you're probably right. You probably know stuff I don't know. So he sends a storm. 
And here's the cool thing about God. When he's trying to speak to you, he'll use the storm in your life to affect a lot of people around you. And here are the sailors on the boat. And when God said go and Jonah said no, the sailors began, when they saw the storm, began to say hello. Our gods are, are, are holding up. You know, we, we trust in the gods of the sea. We trust in the gods of the stars. We trust in the gods of the storm. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, none of these gods are working out. Maybe your God is the real God because they heard the testimony. He is the Lord of heaven and earth, the land and the sea. And they're like, hello, we want to worship you. And for some of you, maybe that's where you are. I mean, they were trusting in their ability. They were trusting in what they knew. You know, they believed in gods, but they didn't know God. In the middle of all this going on, maybe it's time you just say, hello, God. And then God prepared a fish. And I think this is so cool in the grace and mercy of God that he prepares a giant fish, not to hurt Jonah, but to help him. And the fish says, slow, let's slow this thing down. COVID is a giant fish for the world where God is saying, I am so gracious to you, I'm going to slow you down. I'm going to push pause on your life and give you time to think and give you time to pray. And John was there for three days and three nights. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's, I, I think I could have got it sooner than that. Like, like, give me three minutes in the belly of a whale. Hey, I get it. I'm, I'm ready to roll. G give me three hours. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Give me 30 hours. I, I'm, I'm great, right? Three days. Three days. See, here's the point in the story. How long do you have to stay stuck to get the message of God in your life? How long do you have to stay in the fish of anger before you realize, hey, this is killing me? How long do you have to stay in an addiction before you go, hey, this is something I got to get past? How long do you stay in an affair before you go, hey, this is going to destroy my kids? How long do you stay apathetic before you say, I've got to do something? Three days. Throws him up out on the beach and he's rolling around and, and he gets up and he goes into Nineveh. And I just think this is cool because sometimes we think preaching is so important and the word is important. Okay, the message is important. It needs to be the word, but the messenger, not so much. Because Jonah, he goes into town. It's three days journey, 60 miles around Nineveh. The, the walls are like 70 feet high. You could do three chariots on the top of them. Huge city. Goes one day journey. And he says simply this. Hey, it's eight Hebrew words. In 40 days, if you don't repent, God's going to destroy you. And that was it. And he turns around and walks off. Now, that'd be an easy sermon to preach. There's no studying for that. There's no preparation for that. There's no memory for that. Hey, 40 days, if y'all don't repent, God's going to destroy you. Everybody repented. 600,000 men plus women and children repented, and they made their animals repent. 
You, you go back and read it. They not only fasted, they made their animals fast. They put sackcloth on their animals. You're like, why? How? And this is why I preached on this passage, because God was softening up their hearts to hear the truth of the gospel. And that's what's happening in America. America. Oh, you need another pandemic? Oh, you need another terrorist attack? Oh. And I went back and studied Nineveh. Why in the world? Why would they respond like this? Did you know that, that Mosul, where, where Nineveh is, is built on a fault line? That, that, that just a few years before this, there was a giant earthquake that happened in this area and 50,000 people were killed. Do you realize that these people worshiped the fish god? They worshiped a god that was a fish. And they hear about a guy that used a fish as like a car to get over to their city. And then he shows up and his skin's kind of all washed out. And he kind of walks into town. And man, they're going like, whoa! And I've wondered, is God carpet bombing our country to break the shell around our hearts so that we'll repent? So that we will listen? So that we'll go in the direction that he's called us to go in? See, here's the third thing. If you really want to see a change in America, if you want to see a change in our community, in, in your home, be the change you want to see in the world. You let God change your heart. So, see, I want to ask you something. I, I, I want you to kind of walk through this with me because I think this is important. Uh, in the story, where do you see yourself? Maybe you're Jonah. I mean, maybe God has spoken to you and said, hey, I want you to go. Here's some things I want you to do with your life. And, and you talk yourself out of it. You're like, hey, that didn't make sense to me. That didn't feel right to me. Hey, this feels right to me. And God says, I know I'm proud of your feelings, but, but this is what I've called you to do. Let me tell you, I, I've learned this the hard way. When God calls you to do something, when God calls you to meet a need, when God calls you down a lane, to go in a different lane is disastrous. And so maybe in setting the sail during this time where God is sending the wind, the one thing you want to do is like I say, hey, God, I say yes. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say, even though I'm uncomfortable, even though I don't get it, my answer is yes. Or maybe you're the sailors, and I think there's a lot of people in the church that are like the sailors. Man, they believed in God, you know, they worked hard, uh, they, they, you know, they, they understood God was out there, but they weren't trusting in God. They were trusting in other things. And now that the storm has hit, all the things we've trusted in, whether it's your job, whether it's sports, whether it's your health, all those things are being taken away from us, and you're going like, hello. Hello, God, I place my trust in you because I'm finding just when I think it's safe to go back out to those other gods, those things, I, we're, we're pulling us back in. 
And maybe you're like the sailors where God is saying, hey, hey, I'm going to reduce those gods to nothing so that you can trust me, so that you can worship me, so that you can make sacrifices to me. Maybe you're like the Ninevites. Or my simple message to you today is this. Hey, hey, repent. Turn to the Lord. Or, Or it's going to get worse. You're like, you're using this to your advantage. Yeah. Because I did the math. 60, 70 years, it's time for a movement of God. And Nineveh was known for the fact that these people were crazy evil. They would sacrifice their children. They made sex into a sport. They were doing some horrendous things, a lot like America. And you said, do you think it could get worse? I don't know. I think it depends on us. Are you saying, are you saying that, we, that God, uh, I'm saying God can use all those things. A Sahara dust storm called Godzilla? you got to be kidding me. Where we get to decide, hey, hey, I want, I, I want to go toward God. Because here's the bottom line. When God moves spiritually, we change socially. Praise God for for social change. But it's because God is moving with a powerful wind. Set your sail. Before a nation is changed, individuals have to be changed. It's time for you and I to have a change of heart. Be the change you want to see in the world. Say, God, I don't know what all you want to do in my life. But my answer before we have anything else happen is yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because there was another man who was in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights who when he came out of the grave said, you can trust me. I am with you. I will never leave you. Let's go together to a different level. Would you pray with me? Father, use this message. Direct it to our hearts. Help us to be the people you call us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for the Venture Church Podcast. To find a campus near you, check out VentureChurch.org.